Hey guys, this is Greg Denning, and you are in the School of Awesome Sauce, where I share with you amazing stories and strategies to help you live an extraordinary life. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the School of Awesome Sauce with Greg Denning, and uh, glad you're here, glad you're listening. I want to share some amazing stories today and the power of books. Now, hopefully, hopefully you guys like reading books and listening to audiobooks. And if you don't, today, I want to persuade you of the power of a great book. You guys, it's so amazing. Like, we literally get to sit down with some of the best thinkers and some of the best people throughout the history of the world and learn about what they thought and what they did, what worked and what didn't work, and learn from their successes and failures and get the motivation and inspiration and we need. So you guys, you know, you know my story now and I and I mentioned how books have changed my life. But I was I was going along and like I actually so I got to back up here. This is such a cool this is so cool. I, I didn't realize this till just a few years ago. I was really thinking about like where where did it all begin? And I realized like you know, uh, there was marriages and divorces going on and there was there was some struggle there and and I remember we were living in this dinky little house. There was a bunch of us. We're down in the basement. And I was a young kid. And this this earliest memory I remember of my older sister uh, sitting down. She's just just older than me, and and so there were, I was the fourth. I was the fourth kid, and then there was another marriage and two more kids, and so it was my sister just above me. And she would sit down with us in the evening, and she would read out loud a book that she was reading, and I remember. Like, like I seriously have powerful, fond memories and feelings from those experiences. Like, I don't remember any of the details, but I remember getting into the emotion of the story in the book. And, and having her read, we loved it. I think it was me and my little brother. And we, we loved it. Oh man, that was, and that just blew me away. Now, I, I, I hated school and I struggled with reading and writing. And I was a very, very slow reader. It just it just was a lot of work for me. Um, and, and I'm grateful that ever happened. I, I wonder if, if my sister had never read to me, I probably would have never gotten into books. But that was the just the love of stories that began. Um, where she would read to us and I was just like, oh, this is amazing, right? We get into the story and it's almost like you step into another world. And it was so powerful and so special. And so then when she stopped reading to us, that I was like, I was like, dang, I, I gotta start reading. And I don't think I really started reading until I was about 12. And I was like, ah, oh, but, I, but I missed the stories. I wanted the stories, right? And so I, I, ultimately, finally, I was willing to like, okay, I'll pay the price of reading. I hate reading, you know, I had this, this grudge against reading. But I'm like, I want stories. And so I'll read. And so it was slow and it was grinding and it was a lot of hard work. But I grabbed some books and then I think my uncle gave me like a couple of Tom Clancy books that had some cool, you know, adventure stories. And, and anyways, I started getting into stories and, I, and then I just started devouring these books. And initially they were all just fictional books, but, but all built, you know, based on good principles. And, and, and then I started reading and reading and loving reading. And, and man, looking back now at my life and the course of my life, that was so important and so critical. Like, it, had that not happened, I fear where, where my life would be because now I look at my life and I see so clearly 
how much of a massive positive input impact that that life that books have had on my life like like total total and complete transformation but it came because i loved reading so you you go forward a few years and i'm like i'm 16 i'm on my own and i turn to books i turn to books for escape for enjoyment and ultimately for help like how do i how do i figure this out like how do I become a successful person? Like I wanted it. I was so hungry for truth. How do how you become genuinely and truly successful and happy? Not in one area of life, but in every area of life. How do you, how do I transform from being this shy, timid, ignorant kid that was broke and hurting and lonely and didn't want to live like that anymore to being, you know, having great relationships and being successful, you know, in in every area of life, you know, physically spiritually, emotionally, socially, uh, mentally, financially, like how do you live a sense of adventure? How do you get all that? And I turned to books and some of the very first books, I don't even remember how I got them in my hands, but somebody gave me a copy, um, torn up copy of The Hiding Place by Corey Tenboom. And she became one of my first mentors. And in a moment when it was tough, man, life was hard for me at that time. And, and I felt like throwing a pity party and I, and I was struggling. I was hurting. I was angry. And I felt like, you know, just saying my life sucks. And, and there was times I'm like, why, why, why am I even staying alive? I'm like, I, I should just, maybe I should just end it. Like, this is dumb. But luckily I read her book, her book early on. And then uh, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Both of those World War II books that I highly recommend. If you've read them, reread them. But they tell the story of, of getting in the worst circumstances ever. Like losing family members and they're being killed and tortured and taken to concentration camps. And how they chose to try to have the best attitude possible even in the worst conditions. And that was really like the first exposure for me of, hey, awesome is always an option, even in terrible places like that under terrible circumstances. And and both of those stories then became this huge game changer for me about perspective. Like I, I literally remember thinking like, dude, my life's pretty tough, but it's not that. It's not even close to that. And I remember feeling a sense of gratitude that I wasn't in a concentration camp, even though I was living in a terrible place and walking crazy far in the middle of winter in the dark through a bad neighborhood to get to school and, you know, working in these horrible jobs, trying to just get enough money to eat and, you know, being lonely. But I was still like, man, it's not that. So I'm good. I I can do this. Right. And their attitude and their perspective, their desire to help and serve, especially the 10 bombs. Well, no, and Victor Frankel. Uh, in both situations, they they like literally were living to help other people, and they were supporting others and and booing them up and and encouraging them, and like helping them in their own struggle. Just gr- what a great example of even in their own hard times, still being thoughtful and considerate and helpful of others. So, like that that for me right there was this catalyst, and I've reread both of those books many times, and I teach from them often, and they've been this massive influence in my life. Um, in, in the course of life and the kind of man I want to be and the kind of and quality of life I want to live, right? And, and as a husband and as a father and as a, as a friend, as you know, just somebody who wants to have impact and a contribution in the world came from those books, man. I, I love that. And years later, you guys, when we were over, I may have told this story already, but years later when we were living in Europe, uh, we spent a couple of years over there wandering around. I'll tell more stories about that. But 
one of the experiences we got to have was to go to Harlem in the Netherlands and walk down that, that cobblestone street and see the watch shop there from the Timbomes and go down the alleyway and through the door where the, the, the Nazis finally came in and busted them and somebody had betrayed them. They'd built, those of you who don't know the story, they'd built a, a hiding room, a secret room at the very top floor so they could hide many Jews up there. Um, and and they, they saved a lot of lives at, then at the peril of their own lives. Um, they all um, they all end up dying except Corey. And we got to go through that door and up the spiral staircase around this, this massive pole that was holding up the house, which used to be a former ship mast, the mast on a ship, and walk up those stairs, you guys, up to the top room. This book that I read many times, starting as a 16-year-old kid, the, the place I pictured it in my mind, I dreamt about it, I saw it again and again and again of what they were doing and their, their brave story and their heroism. And with my family, I got to get on my hands and knees and crawl into the hiding place and stand in there and feel that and feel the emotion and the power and the gratitude. And like, and in, in that house, offer up my thanks for the mentoring that she gave me in a time of my life when I needed it most and to stand there with my family and, and learn about their family and, and in that house where so much greatness and so much sacrifice took place. Oh, it was amazing. It was amazing. Life-changing. So if you get a chance to do that, go over there. Go go have that experience. And get reading. Oh, man, get reading. If, you, if, you're, if you're not much of a reader, start with those books. Start with those two books. They'll just blow you away. Uh, even if you are a great reader, get into those books. Uh, shortly thereafter, somebody gave me a copy of The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. And that, man, boom, started to just introduce this idea of get those positive thoughts in your head and rewrite the things we tell ourselves. Because we all have this voice, you guys, that we're talking to ourselves all the time. And far too often, our voice in our head is really negative. It's, you know, I ask people all the time when I'm out coaching or speaking, I'm asking people like, what, what does your voice say? The most common thing that the voice says is you're not enough. You're not good enough. Right? Or you're dumb, you're, you're short, you're fat, you're ugly, you know, you're stupid. Whatever. I mean, it's always negative. It's tearing people down. All the other people are lucky, but you're not. Your life's always going to be this way. You'll always be poor. You'll always be ignorant. No one loves you. You're not worthy of being loved. Why would anyone want to be your friend? I mean, we, we have all these negative things, right? And it's pretty common. But we, we have to actually, we're in charge of that. And, and this voice that's going on there. Uh, and there's a lot of other great books about this. One of my all-time favorites is The Untethered Soul. It's amazing. And he compares that voice to this crazy roommate. You know, you're, you got this roommate who's just saying all this stupid stuff all the time. And, and like, if you had a roommate saying that stuff, you wouldn't listen to everything he said. You'd be like, dude, you're crazy. And you wouldn't, you know, listen to it and, and absorb it. But he's like, we have this voice sometimes in our head, and we just we take everything in as truth. If, if, if the voice says it in our head, oh, it must be true. And we just, we just suck it in, right? And swallow it and believe it. And he's like, no, it's the crazy roommate. Like, just let it go. Don't, don't listen to that guy. And if it's chattering, like, okay, whatever. And then just let it go. And then we even have power now to control and direct our thoughts and chime in there and replace the voice with positive. And that's, that's the power of positive thinking. And then one of my literal all time favorite books, As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. Uh, I've re I've reread that book 40 or 50 times, uh, mostly because I made it, I wanted to 
embrace his thoughts there about thinking and until they were mine. Like I wanted to make them mine. And so I read a page or two out of his book every morning for about two years until it just became my way of thinking. And and you'll see that book will blow you away. But I just did it again and again and again and again. And I also did that with How to Win Friends and Influence People, which I got when I was about 17. Someone gave it to me. I'm sure they were like, this guy needs help. <laughs> he doesn't know how to talk to people. He doesn't have any friends. Here, take this book. Um, and don't be afraid of that book. And don't be turned away by the, the title. It's, it you know, and some of it's kind of dry, but it's just true. Like he goes through these these principles and 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 skills, right? It's just like, hey, look, if you want to connect with people, if you want to build a relationship with people, you want to build a, and, you know, have, have a meaningful conversation or relationship, like do these things. And it just works. So I read that again and again and again. And it's just, it was just this constant reminder until it became natural and automatic for me of how to interact with other human beings. Cause it's hard. It's hard to interact with other people. Right. And especially for me, I was so shy and so timid where I was literally intimidated and afraid to talk to people. Um, I remember I, I couldn't look people in the eye. It was just, I was too insecure. And I remember my sister's boyfriend one time telling me, he's like, Greg, look me in the eye. And I looked up and I could hold his gaze for like two seconds tops. And I'd look away. And he's like, no, no, look up again, man. He's like, don't look away. And I'd look up and I'm like, ah, oh, he's still looking. And I look away. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. And, and he's like, you, you got to be able to look people in the eye. You got to be able to talk, you know, lift up your head. And, and I was, I was terrified. I was terrified to talk to people and to girls and, you know, I didn't want anyone to call on me. I didn't, I didn't ever want to. I mean, the, the idea of having a microphone or a video on, like horrifying, right? Uh, or to have to give a presentation. I was just terrified. I remember just turning bright red. I get so embarrassed. And I didn't like myself. And But but all along, it was this coaching. It was this mentoring through great books. People that had been dead for a long time. Like teaching me these great truths about how to make the most of myself. And I can honestly say that like all the great things in my life have come because of reading great books. I, I believe that. From my marriage to my children to this adventurous, epic life we live to business success because I have, I have been voraciously reading since that time. Um, averaging, averaging about a book a week for over two decades. And across all genres, from the great classics and history and biographies and autobiographies and business books and spirituality books and books on marriage and books on intimacy and books on uh, emotional mastery and books on mindset and thinking and books on psychology and on and on and on and anatomy and physiology and health and working out. I mean, all of it, nutrition, we read it all, right? And any, anything in life, literally anything in Everything in life that you want to get better at, devour good books on it. Um, and in fact, I would say that you and I have a responsibility to read great books and take courses in every area that is a role in our life. Like, okay, I'm a husband and I'm a father. Like, I have a responsibility. <laughs> Just because I have those roles, I have a responsibility to study those things so I can be good at them. Like, that's, to me, that's, it's, it's critical. It, it's necessary. It's like, 
you, we have to do it. Like, if, if I'm going to be a husband, then I better be a great one. In order to be a great one, I'm going to get some great input, and I'm going to study and learn and get these things, and I'm practice that. Same with parenting. And every element of marriage and every element of parenting and, and having an impact and running a business and being a great, if you're going to be an employee, be a great employee, the best one. If you're going to run your own business, run a phenomenal business. If you're going to have impact in the world, find out how to be a leader and how to have influence. I mean, these are just, they're musts. They're, in my mind, non-negotiables <laughs> because it's been so powerful in my life, the power of a great book and great ideas. And when the right idea comes along and you're ready for it and you're ready to do something about it, it'll totally transform your life. So, man, I love this stuff. And so, and people often ask me for a book list. So I actually have a book list, you guys, if you want to, if you want to get it, um, it's, it's on my website, gregdenning.com forward slash great dash books. So great dash books. And there's a, there's a list there of, of my favorite books, all time favorite books from, from uh, you know, from children to youth, up you know, and, and for life, and the books that we ought to just be reading again and again and again, um, and I've even got like I call it my I call it my Bible series. It just it just hits for me like in every genre from history, autobiographies, um, business, whatever it is. I have my Bible series in each genre, like the top four or five books that are just the best of the best. That I go back to again and again and again of the ones that like they just nailed it, right? These are people who they aren't just kind of philosophizing and and guessing and theorizing, right? Or hypothetical situations. I mean, these are people who legitimately have done amazing things and they're teaching us how to do it and teaching us how to live. So get out, my friends. Uh, learn to love reading. And, and we listen to tons of audiobooks too. So you know, make time for reading actual books, but listening to audiobooks as well. Whenever we're driving, whenever I'm working out, we're doing audiobooks. I mean, do do whatever you can to get great input into your lives, into your kids' lives. My kids are already devouring great books. In fact, we even pay them to read the harder ones, the tougher ones. Uh, um, we incentivize and we reward them because it's, it's, it's just true principle, man. When you read great stuff and apply it, you get rewards. It just works. So you guys get excited about it. Get into great books. Let, um, let books change your life. I call it bibliotherapy. Um, and you literally get therapy from from the great books you read, and they have they have brought every great thing in my life. So if there's an area of your life where you're struggling and you're hurting, grab a great book. And if you want some book recommendations, go to that site. Um, share your great books with me, and and if you have you know want to ask me hey, what about what about a certain area, what book would you recommend? Go ahead and, and shoot me a message. Uh, ask away. I love it. Love books. And in fact, I lead colloquium all the time, um, like book discussions. Uh, for youth and for adults, like get in great books and have discussions around it. It's one of my favorite things to do. In fact, that's my that's my dream, you guys. I'll throw this out there. Um, my dream is to have a beautiful chateau in the French Alps with a massive library. I think I think we have you know around three thousand books right now uh, in our family, and I want to have a personal library of about nine thousand books. Um, that's how many Thomas Jefferson had. <laughs> and so I want to have a big personal private library uh, in our chateau there where friends and family come. We sit down, we read great books, we discuss them, and we just spend our lives learning and trying to be better and then sharing what we learn with others. It's the best thing out there. So you guys get out, read some great books. Remember, awesome is always an option. Reach upward.
Hey everybody, thanks so much for listening to this episode. I hope you got a lot of value out of it and found some things that you can apply to your life right away. Hey, I'm, I'm being totally sincere when I say I, I live to help you live your extraordinary life. So I hope you'll reach out to me if you have any questions or let me know how I can help you in any important area of your life. And in fact, you know, this, this podcast is brought to you by the School of Awesome Sauce monthly coaching program. Take advantage of that. Get in there. If It's the best way to get a breakthrough to the next level so you can level up your health, your spirituality, your emotions, your mind, your relationships, your finances, business, every part of your life. Just get in there where you have a, a coach and a mentor. You have a supportive community to make things happen. So, so jump in there. Take advantage of this. Try it out. Get in there with us and level up your life. See you on the inside. Reach upward.